Welcome, Ghost Emoji. Hola, amigos. Cherie's here. If you if you remember her from a while back, she's our friend, our our guest our guest host back from the the Lake Worth monster, <laughs> the Lake Lake the Worth monster, horror. the headless horror, the, <laughs> the episode that will never air. R.I.P. <laughs> and Becca. You cut her off. She's mad now. No, I was just going to be silent the whole time. <laughs> Wanted to see how long it took. But we're back. We did record an episode on another topic. And one, recording was goofed up. Two, kind of a boring cryptid. It's over now. It's done. It's fine. Just picture seal skin. Massive mattress. There you go. No That's head. all you needed to know. West Virginia. <laughs> a large trash West bag Virginia. blowing in the wind. No, that's not the right one. I don't know. But we're we're back. We're gonna get this one out a little bit later this week, so thank you for for waiting with, with bated breath for a, an exciting installment of Ghost Emoji. Becca, keep it together. This is real serious jizz. <laughs> is that allowed? Did you say jizz or chiz? She said jizz. For sure, for sure. J-I-Z-Z. Yeah. Jizz? P-I-Z-Z-A. <laughs> okay, there's some, there's some peaks on that. So we can calm down a little bit. Rebecca, whenever I laugh now. No, yeah, no, it. do that. I like that when people laugh so hard that you can tell they have to lean back. Yeah. Lean like, back. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> oh my god, who laughs like that? <laughs> Me. It's like a parrot laugh. We've been watching too many parrot vines. <laughs> oh, that would just sound. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Um, that's not what this episode is. No, about. it's not. What's it about? No, Halloween. Oh, you know, I don't know if you realize this. Halloween is almost upon us. Oh, it's that time of the year again. Mm-hmm. We're all wearing. Two of us are wearing flannel. Oh no, I missed the memo. <laughs> <laughs> One of us is wearing a long sleeve shirt. Two of us are wearing leggings. Does yeah, that count? yeah. Taylor's out. I'm wearing my slim black jeans. I was wearing those earlier, and then I said no more. I'm wearing my slim leggings. My leggings have the, the what is it, micro, like, flannel on the inside. Oh, nice. They're soft. It's a little a little cold front snap in North Texas. I don't know where all the listeners are from, so 40-something might not be anything to you. But here, when it's rainy and disgusting for, like, a thousand years straight. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Shree's been real gassy. And all you have is Taco Bell to keep you warm from the inside out. That's it. That's all I need in this life. Guys, what's your go-to Taco Bell order? Cheesy Gordita Crunch. I mean, mine's Cheesy Gordita Crunch, but with beans (laughs) instead of beef. High five. High five. Love it. I usually do the shredded chicken burrito and two soft tacos. No, shredded chicken burrito is good. I've never yeah. had it. I it's good fresco style. It's good regular style. It's good kind of cold. It's good really hot. I'm like stuck on cheesy gordita crunches though. I also like the BV five layer burrito, oh. but I get the beef taken out. So it's, it's just a, a four layer burrito. Beef meat. <laughs> Beanie four layer burrito. Beanie four layer burrito. Beanie four layer. We've wasted five whole minutes. I know. All I right, know. listeners. I want to know your Taco Bell order. <laughs> Leave it in the Tweet comments me. below. Tweet me. Okay, let's continue. Okay, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. I know last year we did a handful of Halloween-themed episodes, but I thought this time it would be kind of fun and on on trend to do the origin of Halloween. Mm-hmm. Of all your favorite traditions and where they actually come from. Mm-hmm. How have we twisted them and changed them in this commercialized hellscape that is corporate america and then ignored and abused it for christmas yeah that is sad we went to michael's earlier to look for halloween decorations and stuff for like a birthday party thing for our friend rachel and it's already christmas time apparently Mm -hmm. there's no 
There's no more Halloween. There Everything is no is... devil, only <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there is no Lord Santos, only uh, only Mr. Jesus. Yeah. But and it's only the, what, 16? Luckily, I did get Halloween comes, comes around every year. On a big foam frog. It's ugly. Tell them what his name is. It's His name is George Washington. It's George Bush, actually. No, it's George Washington. It's one of the many aliases of Jason Funderburger the frog. From over the garden wall. I also call him Kitty. Kitty or Puddin. <laughs> or Puddin, because he does kind of look like my mom's dog. The one I would never throw in a hole. Ever. Ever. Why would you throw her in a hole? I did. I just, one time I said something about it when we were doing the Mel's Hole episode, and my mom was extremely upset with me. Your mom listens? Yeah. <laughs> Say hi, Deidre. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Inappropriate things. I said jizz earlier, so. That's true. That was on you. Here's the thing. I'm gonna just continue to be myself. <laughs> I spent too long pretending to be normal. I apparently can't not be myself, so. And I wasn't even that convincing when I was trying to pretend to be normal, so why put in the effort? Why try? Yeah. Why try? Why try? Well, let's get down to business. Business. Nope. 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 Yep. I wanted to, but I resisted. <laughs> Thank you. We'd already gotten off topic so many times. What are yeah. we even talking We're almost about? Halloween. Halloween. Where did it come from, Shuri? Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? Come to Joe. Shuri, why don't you start us out? You're sure. Our, our sweet, our sweet friend. Halloween began as an ancient Celtic festival called Samhain. The Celt who lived 2,000 years ago in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom in northern France, celebrated the new year on November 1st. Uh, so this day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of winter, a time of year often associated with human death. Only human. <laughs> Only human. Not, not other animals, no. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. So on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghosts of the dead returned to our world. Did they have the same calendar as us and everything? Or is this like an approximation? Because they say October 31st, but for some reason I have a hard time believing that the Celtics people like <laughs> had a calendar, the 12-year exactly yeah. calendar. I'm not sure. Not important. I guess. It's important. You better figure this the fuck out. <laughs> Moving right on. <laughs> Although they were thought to cause trouble and damage crops, it was also believed that the presence of spirits made it easier for the Druids, or Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. These prophecies were an important source of comfort and direction during the long, dark... The long, long, long... Winter. <laughs> Hard. Long, uh, hard, winter. Dark winter. <laughs> Y'all's got to get it under control. Uh, we already have she a... She did it, and I... <laughs> it was in the script. <laughs> we already have an explicit tag, and now we're going to get even more explicit You know tag. what? You can, you can get more Druid is my tag. favorite D&D. Yeah, I was thinking class that. Class to play. I thought it was Bard. Sure. No, I like playing Druid. Because they get an animal companion. You had a Bard. Or you can change it. I've only played a bard once. I feel like the pressure is too high when playing because I can come up with any stupid song any other time. But if like I, it's, the spotlight is on, I can't. Druids built huge sacred bonfires to commemorate the event, and people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifice to the sun. <laughs> they burned animals <laughs> and, and crops. Who cares about the crops as sacrifices to Celtic deities? They wore costumes, usually consisting of animal heads and skins, and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. So it's kind of like our Tuesday night hangs. <laughs> yeah, always wearing those animal heads. <laughs> Sounds familiar. When the celebration was over, they relit their hearth fires, which they had extinguished earlier that evening, from the sacred bonfire to help protect them during the coming winter. It's likely that bats were present at the earliest celebrations of proto-Halloween, not just symbolically, but literally. Gross. No, I love bats. They're so gross. No. No, but this kind of explains, like, why they're associated with it, other than just being cool nighttime animals. I requested Easter emoji. I need to know why there are bunnies that can lay eggs. I have questions. Oh, I don't know if there actually is one, but actually in our Bunny Man episode, we talked about that. Mm -hmm. It's like a German thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I listened to every episode. Go back. Listen again. 
Let's go That's back. not what we're talking about. Back to the we're beginning. Talking about Easter. <laughs> talk about Halloween. Thought so, we were talking about Easter. The large bonfires of Samhain attracted insects and in turn attracted bats, which soon became so became associated with the festival. Medieval folklore expanded upon the spooky connotation of bats with a number of superstitions built around the idea that bats were the harbingers of death. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, um, one of the other things that you can trace back to this is the classic Halloween colors, which is, I guess, the traditional orange and black. Uh, black represented death, the death of summer. While orange is emblematic of the autumn harvest season. Mm. Mm. Season. Mm-hmm. So. This was all all good, good fun until around 43 AD, the Roman Empire came through and they had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory. And during the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebrations of Samhain. Uh, the first was Feralia. Feralia? Ad- Feralia. Feralia. A day in late October when the Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead. The second was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of the celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that is practiced today on Halloween. I didn't think that tied back to anything, TBH. It does. That's why I tried to find all the good, good things. I just thought it was a buoyant fruit that people like to try to drown on. Grab. Have you ever seen the photo of me trying to no. bob for apples? It was me after I bobbed for an apple. Here. How old were you? I'm picturing a child, I but like, I have a feeling you were an adult. I was like 21. <laughs> I knew it. Let's see. I think Ryan's exact comment on the photo was, hey, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so here's me. I'm going for I that apple. I could go back. I'm going to grab it. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me see. Oh, God. Oh, my God. My God. Your was. hair was so short. By the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with and supplanted the old Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church would make November 2nd, All Souls Day, a day to honor the dead. Many believe that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. Ain't that just the way? Ain't that just the way? It's just like Christmas. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Sheree looks scandalized. (laughs) Sheree, does your mom listen to this? No. Okay. So the beautiful thing about my family is nobody cares what I do, so nobody listens, and it's great. I love having a family that doesn't love me or care about me at all. Let's move on. My family would be scandalized by how I say it. They'd be like, Cherie, are you okay? No. That's not why I can say jizz on the internet and know there's no repercussions. That's good. That's good on you. Anyways. All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows or All Halmus. Whoa. Halmus. All Halmus. That's <laughs> from Middle English. <laughs> all Halmus, meaning All Saints Day. And the night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows' Eve and eventually Halloween. Halloween comes to America. America town. So, okay. Originally, the celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief system there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. I don't know why Maryland specifically... Couldn't find anything why, but, but Marilyn loves Halloween. They don't give a shit. Marys are all devil worshippers. That's <laughs> Marys? why. All the Marys. <laughs> the Marylands? That's who lives in Maryland. Marys. Okay. I lived there for a while. My name's not Mary. So you think. <laughs> Have you seen your birth certificate? Yes. Have you seen the birth certificate before your parents changed your name? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
fair point. (laughs) Okay, as the beliefs and customs of different European ethnic groups meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties. Public events held to celebrate the harvest where neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Again, sounds kind of like our Tuesday night here. Yeah. Do you have to be, like, good at telling fortunes, or is it just, like, any Tom, Dick, or Harry is just sitting around being like, I think you're gonna marry someone named Bob. I don't know. My friends really love to give me shit fortunes that come true. Are you calling out? It didn't come true. She read it. Well, oh, wait. Yeah, I guess it did. Whoops. That's not her fault. No, that's not her fault. She can only read what's there. It's in the cards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what the universe put out there. Becca's also giving me a pretty bad fortune before. Remember, I got the devil as my first card. Upside down devil. But it's different. It's when you do the tarot, it's not necessarily like your fortune, like your future. It's just helping you to analyze and and make sense of of your regular life existence that's fine and good. And you're here. A scale of 1 to 10, how interested are you in going to a psychic if we go to Salem? Oh, 10. Okay, cool. 10, 10, 10. That's the good one. That's in New Orleans, guys. I was like, I need somebody to read my problems for sure. Did you sure. do that? Yeah. Awesome. I did. What did they say? All I remember, she said I was going to have two kids and it was going to be two of each gender, whichever way it was. It was either two girls or two boys. And that's mm. all I can remember. Hmm. Can't remember the other stuff. Which I, which, because I like go it's off. Us. It's us. <laughs> I go daughters. off and I'm like, how did you know I didn't have kids already? Like, I already had three. You know? Like, how would you know? How old are you? This was like two years ago. What no, if you could... just lied and been like, I have three children? But I wonder what she would have done. I know. Damn. See, this is the shit that keeps me up at night. Your <laughs> <laughs> three imaginary this is, this children. This is why I need sleeping pills. <laughs> My two imaginary children. <laughs> Colonial Halloween festivities also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, but Halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country. What a bummer. That is a bummer. Like, only some of the country is like, man, you want we dress up like little shits, and we get candy, and we do fun stuff, and yeah. play tricks on people, and just all around act like a little asshole. Talk to dead people. Talk to dead people. Yeah. About dead people. Doubt- That's yeah. all I do. I don't mess with those Ouija boards. I ain't talking to no dead buddy. In the curiosities of Christine McConnell, she makes a giant Ouija board show. cookie. <laughs> It looks so cool. It looks like an actual Ouija board because she does like the she does this like glaze on. It looks super cool. You can actually like like, use it. it. Yeah, it's sad that she's gonna go to hell now. (laughs) No wait, I think they actually she just like broke it and then was like, "Why does she do that to her beautiful?" I love it. That's so memento mori, man. I guess nobody lives forever. I'm a hoarder, so. Yeah, you you won't eat your chocolate frogs. That's a problem. I won't even open it to get my cards. Sheree. I know, I have an issue. I admit. I have a question. Is the frog, like, unwrapped in there next to the card? I think so. So it's just going to slowly degrade and ruin the card. The card might be under something. I don't know. I've never opened it. It's like Schrodinger's card. (laughs) Schrodinger's frog. <laughs> she hasn't opened it, so she doesn't know if it's degraded or not. It might be fine. And when my mom got me Avatar teen, I've never used them. Like, I have a problem. I just love to look you at them. You have to enjoy them and just really take note. I don't enjoy anything. That's not true. That's true. I've seen you eat a cheesy gordita crunch. You know what you could do? You <laughs> could buy. You could buy two of whatever it is and just use one and save the other. That costs money. The same way that you're going to have two children. <laughs> use one, of save, the other. save the other. <laughs> I'm ready to get my fortune told. I'm okay. ready for it. When All we're right. in Salem, we're going to do an exclusive episode about Salem. I am excited about oh. that possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants. These new immigrants, especially the millions of Irish fleeing the Irish potato famine. <laughs> Helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Mm. They're heroes. 
time to talk about trick-or-treating. Trick-o-treat. Borrowing. From Irish and English traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money. Hell yeah, give me that dough. Yeah. A practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treat tradition. Excuse me, nobody has handed me a 20 while I show up at their front door. So, debatable. It's It became it eventually. It's not the same thing. It's evolved. It's just something worse. I want money. Do the job. She has two. <laughs> what more do you want? Do you never want to see me? I'll get a third one. Yeah, we would never see you ever again. <laughs> ever. Goodbye. The American Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating probably dates back to the early All Souls Day parades in England. During the festivities, poor citizens would beg for food and families would give them pastries called soul cakes in return for their promise to pray for the family's dead relatives. That's like a job. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like, I'll give you this food, but you gotta pray for my dead aunt. I bet the soul cakes weren't even very good. Since they're pastries. Was anything good back then? They didn't have good, like, sugar stuff. I mean, aren't the, the, what is it that you hate? Those, they're a Mexican pastry. Oh, God, those are do- disgusting. So what if it's something like that? Say, yeah. Oh, that's gross. I mean, oh, I don't know if it's good or so not. That's so dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm thirsty just thinking about it. Oh, oh. That's Cherie going to that door and I'm giving you a soul cake. And she's like, oh my God. She's like, I'm like, how am I supposed to pray for your dead relatives? This is taking all the liquid out of my mouth. <laughs> I have no saliva left. <laughs> There's no prayers happening. Yeah. Let's see. So the church encouraged the giving of soul cakes in order to phase out the practice of leaving bowls of food and wine to appease roaming spirits, which is no fun. Leave it out for for the ghouls. Instead, they're like, you know what I like better? Making poor people beg. I love to watch them beg. I know you're already sad because you have no money and food. Get down with your knees. I give this to something that doesn't exist. (laughs) The new cake craze was called Going a souling. I like that. <laughs> and eventually it was taken up by children who would visit the houses in their neighborhood and be given ale, food, and money. What the hell? So getting drunk. They're getting fed. And then they're and going they're to getting, buy more food and drinks. Getting that bread. Solely daddy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> a plus. So the Scottish practice of Geising was a secular version of souling. Geysers ditched the prayers in favor of less religious performances like jokes, songs, or other tricks. So basically they show up and be like, if you give me a beer, I'll do a jig or read an epic poem. I'll do that too. It's kind of nice. It's a, it's, you know, an exchanging of goods. It's an experience. And that's what's really important, you know? Dressing in costume for Halloween has both European and Celtic roots. On Halloween, when it was believed that ghosts came back to the earthly world, people worried that they'd run into spirits if they left their homes. I think that's just called being an introvert, but okay. Uh, (laughs) To avoid being recognized by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they went outside after dark so the ghosts would mistake them for for fellow spirits. Okay, let me say that again. <laughs> to avoid being recognized by these ghosts, people would wear masks when they went outside after dark so that the ghosts would mistake them for fellow spirits. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> Next time you have to go on public transit. I'm a spirit. I'm a fellow spirit. Back up. I'm just gonna dress as something horrifying looking. It, just go up to everybody and be like, donate plasma. <laughs> and that'll scare them right off. <laughs> it scared me off. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. We went to the State Fair of Texas, and Becca got to ride public transit for the first time in a bit. And There's a reason I don't leave my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was... and it's not to avoid spirits. <laughs> no, it's to avoid being cornered by weird men who start off by talking about kind of normal stuff and end it by asking about selling plasma. He was also twice Becca's age, and he was like, you're younger than me? He was, like, shook. He... Considering I look like a middle schooler... <laughs> Like a chubby middle schooler, like, I don't know why he was shocked by that. What? You're younger? You look about a hundred, mm-hmm. so yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Rough time. Taylor was on, like, mama mode. 
I was watching him like a hawk. I'm sure he's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, I have to watch and make sure I don't have to do a murder on this man. Like, <laughs> you think I'm going to let anything happen to Becca? You think? But then he started talking about needles and oh. blood and stuff, and Tree's like, oh. they, they're going to have to stop. I'm tapping out. <laughs> All right, bye. I'm like, this is done. This conversation's over. She'll probably be fine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> In the late 1800s, there was a move in America to mold Halloween into a holiday more about community and neighborly get-togethers than about ghosts, pranks, and witchcraft. Boo! (laughs) Boo! (laughs) Boo, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) At the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day. Parties focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes. Which I guess still, like, that sounds fun, but why no... Spooky stuff. Parents were encouraged by newspapers and community leaders to take anything frightening or grotesque out of Halloween celebrations. Because of these efforts, Halloween lost most of its superstitious and religious overtones by the beginning of the 20th century. That makes us, that makes like a lot of sense considering like when you look at 1920s decorations it looks like fucking nightmare fuel and then you look at like 1950s stuff and it's cute that's for real though that stuff was like really haunted that like, was demon shit i love pictures it. like the black and white pictures of little kids standing there and, and their they... dolls and stuff or their costumes horrifying <sighs> that's love our, it. our header on twitter is yep. like an old halloween costume i'm good to change that i'm hacking the it's going to be George Washington. I don't even know how to get into the account, so good luck. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I do have it saved, but if I got logged out, I would not know how to get back in. Whoops, a doodle. Well, you don't even know how to tell me to get into the RPG Friends Club Twitter, and you literally created that one, so. Yep. Yep. That's the story of my whole life. So, Halloween matchmaking. But what about the Halloween traditions and beliefs that today's trick-or-treaters have forgotten all about? Many of these obsolete rituals focus on the future instead of the dead and gone. Rude. In particular, (laughs) many had to do with helping young women identify their future husbands and reassuring them that they would someday, with luck, by next Halloween, be married. In 18th century Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. Or just killing them. (laughs) Yeah. Just choke. Well, you don't quite choke. You can still breathe through the ring. Like, it's lodged in your throat. Or you Ball swallow it. Sh- what if you're, like, chewing and you're like, hmm, and then you swallow it instead? And, like, just, I guess it's just a rough piece. Which is just ripping your esophagus off. And then you just down. shit it out. That ring's been through someone's Is that how you guys are going to find me a husband? <laughs> That's how I found Ryan. <laughs> he shit this out. <laughs> True love. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> On Halloween. It's wonderful. That's why we're getting married in October. The 19th was the day that he shit it out. It makes sense now. Finally, clarity. God, I was wondering. Mm, Don't worry. She just came in with a ring one day and I was like, what the hell? Well, he has this habit of sifting through his own shit. (laughs) Don't we all? Don't we all have dirty little secrets? He does not shift through, shift through his shift. As far as I know, I have a Shift through his shift. Shift through his shift. Shift. Through his shift. <laughs> I kind of just described a scene in Neo Scum. I did? Yeah. <laughs> well then, I guess we're on the same wavelength. Someone goes through a turd to find a diamond ring. Perfect. Well, that's how we got engaged. <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. I love it. It's a good show. It is. All right. In Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors, and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. How did you keep track of which one was like named that which? That's why I'm not really sure, because then you have to know which one's which, because the nut that burned to ashes, rather than popping or exploding, represented the girl's future husband. In some versions of this legend, the opposite was true. The nut that burned away symbolized a love that would not last. Sounds like they need to get their, like, symbolism in check they need to figure out what means what maybe it's a regional thing <sighs> is it are we gonna like experiment at this halloween so i can see if i'll find my true love i guess so i've got a fireplace let's let's roast i got nuts. hazelnut so <laughs> perfect <laughs> no i don't have hazelnut <laughs> do you think throwing in a hazelnut flavored coffee keurig pod perfect <laughs> 
<laughs> if it burns, <laughs> it burns. <laughs> Throwing like four in there and being like, mm. at least you can write a name on those. That's true. What about the hazelnuts? What am I gonna do? I don't know. Who are all your suitors? You gotta put several. I have several. so many. That guy from the guy from the fair. The one who, yeah, the one who was like Taco Bell hot sauce. Taco Bell hot sauce because he knew how to switch buff to bun. He did, and he didn't ask us how many sauces we needed. He just gave them to us. Fistfuls. Yeah. Fistfuls. <laughs> Yes. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's enough. This is true. Okay, but there's other ways you can find a man. How? How? Not hazelnut roasting? You tell me. Another tale said that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, what is their obsession? They are stuck on hazelnut. <laughs> And nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future hubby. Young women tossed apple peels over their shoulders and then tried to see if the peels would fall on the floor in the shape of their future future husband's initials. What about stuff like X? Times before the Xavier. internet were wild. Yeah, but how how would it fall into an X? I don't know. It just depends. Like when you're cutting it, maybe like it breaks in half in the thing. They did this in Alias Grace. Hers looked like a J. So she thought she was going to marry Jeremiah. 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 Hey! And not not Dr. Simon. They also tried to learn about their futures by peering at egg yolks floating in a bowl of water and stood in front of mirrors in darkened rooms, holding candles and looking over their shoulders for their husband's faces. That's just Captain Howdy, like, floating in the darkness behind you. That's not your husband. That's that's a devil. That's That's a demon. That's Captain Howdy. If someone's face is floating behind your shoulder in the mirror in a darkened room, you just need to get the fuck out. God. Don't stick around for any kissing or, or smooching. What if you dream about the devil? You're a witch, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Other rituals were more competitive. At some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. At others, the first successful apple bobber would be the first down the aisle. Of course, whether we're asking for romantic advice or trying to avoid seven years of bad luck, each one of these Halloween superstitions relies on the goodwill of the very same spirits whose presence the early Celts felt so keenly. Mm-hmm. I would just like to say I have caught many a bouquet, and it was not until like five years later that I got engaged. So Who bobbed the apple first, though? It took you a while to get married also. It did. I wasn't, it was a... I thought you didn't bob the apple. That was the whole conversation. Yeah, you didn't catch it. I think it was just my face after. I might have gotten it, but I looked terrible. You said you didn't get it. I don't remember. I also refused to bob for apples because germs. Ah. Nah. Germs, schmerz. They just make you stronger. They're just little buddies. Just little buddies that get up into your brain. You can go first in the bobbing apple trade. An apple. There's for sure a reason why I have issues, <laughs> and it's germs. A bo- a bobbled apple a day keeps the bobble doctor away. <laughs> Let's talk about jack o' lanterns. I say I want to learn about jack o' lanterns. The the Irish brought the tradition of carving pumpkins into jack o' lanterns to America, but the original jack o' lantern was not a pumpkin. Pumpkins did not exist in Ireland. Um, and the ancient Celtic cultures in Ireland carved turnips on All Hallows' Eve and then placed an ember in them to ward off evil spirits. There is a legend for the jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o'-lantern legend goes back <laughs> hundreds of years in Irish history. Many of the stories center on Stingy Jack. See, how is that not the weirdest word in the English language? Is it stingy or stingy? <laughs> stingy. It's stingy. She I know. knows because that's what they called her in college. Yeah, Stingy Jack. What's her nickname? Stingy Twenty Knuckles Jack. <laughs> I know the word stingy. I'm just saying the spelling is questionable. Yeah, but that's just the, the stingy English. Stingy Jack. That's the English it's language for you. Different meaning. Stinky Jack? Stingray Jack. It's Stingy Jack. Just go with it. Just believe. Okay, chill out. Don't hit me with your 20 knuckles, okay? <laughs> Here's the most popular story about Stingy Jack. 
It's stingy. Stingy Jack. Jack was a miserable old drunk who isn't, who took pleasure in playing tricks on just about everyone. Family, friends, his mother. So his mother's not family. Is that not the umbrella for family? I guess right like there? his mother is like the penultimate family. And even the devil himself. So devil's not family now either. Okay, no. just checking. No, just checking. I don't know Stingy Jack. One day he tricked the devil into climbing up an apple tree. Does he have the devil's number? I guess. Can I have it? (laughs) Can I have it? Can Can I have your number? After the devil climbed up the tree, Stingy Jack hurriedly placed crosses around the trunk of the tree. Unable to touch a cross, the devil was stuck in the tree. Uh, Stingy Jack made the devil promise him not to take his soul when he died. Once the devil promised not to take his soul... Stingy Jack removed the crosses and the devil climbed down and then killed him and took his soul. No, the devil I, don't promise nothing. When I no. saw crosses and soul, I immediately in my brain did the word association and thought he was going to rip his soul out his ass. I don't know why. Why did that Crosses, the two S's, the O looked like an A, and my brain was like, soul out ass. Her asses. Because I tell her my heart's in my yeah, ass all the time. Is what it is. All this ass talk on this soul out of ass. This family program. Many years later, when Jack died, he went to the pearly gates of heaven. How? How do you know? It's a legend. Let her finish. Is it a re- is it real or is it a legend? It's a legend. Oh, it's a real legend. That's a quote from Avatar. So he went to the pearly gates of heaven and was told by. St. Peter, that he was mean and cruel. You're mean. You're mean and I don't like you. (laughs) My dad says you're a jerk and you're just jealous. Um, And had led a miserable, worthless life on earth. Same. Dang. (laughs) Stingy Jack was not allowed to enter heaven, so he went down to hell. But the devil kept his promise and would not allow him to enter hell. So where did he go? So he's just a corpse on earth, decaying. Where did he come from? Where did he go? Where did he come from? Stingy Jack. Jack. Shit, I missed the cue. That's okay. (laughs) (sighs) All right. You sound so tired. I ain't tired. Are you tired of me? Is that what it is? You're tired of me? No. With nowhere to go, he wandered about forever in the dark netherworld between heaven and hell. Purgatory. Yeah, I guess so. There was no light to see by, so he asked the devil how he could leave. The devil tossed him an ember from the flames of hell to help Stingy Jack light his way. Jack had a turnip with him. It was one of his favorite foods. And he always carried one with him. I don't know, maybe. Turnips are not good. I definitely ate one last night. Not good. Zero stars. I don't know if I've had one before. I mean, I'm sure they can be prepared in in a good way. They sell like crazy in Animal Crossing. What if you hollowed one out? And place the ember from hell inside the turnip. Ooh, yummy. The way Stingy Jack turnip did. Turnip daddy. No. From that day onward, Stingy Jack roamed the earth without a resting place, lighting his way as he went with his jack-o'-lantern. That's the turnip. With the little thing in it. Mm-hmm. On All Hallows' Eve, the Irish hollowed out turnips, rutabagas. Almost said rutabagas. <laughs> <laughs> Gourds, potatoes, and beets. They placed a light in them to ward off evil spirits and keep Stingy Jack away. These were the original jack-o'-lanterns. That's, like, nothing to work with. What? Like, a tiny little beat? Yeah, exactly. And that's why. In the 1800s, when waves of Irish immigrants came to America, they quickly discovered that pumpkins were bigger and easier to carve out. So they began using pumpkins for jack-o'-lanterns instead. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh. So smart. One year I tried to carve a gourd because I thought it was a pumpkin. One of those blue ones because I did not understand that that was like a gourd slash squash. And I could not do it. Why? Because they are very thick. They're very thick. Like. Huh. They're tough. I've carved like the fairy tale pumpkins because those are like more squash than pumpkin Mm -hmm. on the inside. They smell a lot sweeter too. They Mm. smell really good. But they are just a pain in the the asshole mm. to carve. I feel like if you had like an electric knife or something, it wouldn't be that bad. But if you're just trying to use like pumpkin carving tools, you're fucked. Get out your turkey knife for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm, buzz, buzz, bitch. Yeah, some, something like that. Pretty much. Have y'all learned about all of your favorite Halloween traditions? Mm-hmm. Any that we miss? Corn mazes? No, I didn't look up porn. I have a fascination with them. I don't think I've ever been in one. It's like how I'm like, I crave oysters, but I never think I've eaten oysters. I definitely have now, but I'm obsessed. What are our recommendations? I know we already did this in the other one. Uh, I watched Maniac 
a short series on Netflix, and I really enjoyed it. It kind of had, like, some retro sort of aesthetics, and it was sci-fi, but also kind of a mystery. I don't know. It was just really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think I was going to, but I did. Well, I was skeptical. And then I also watched Haunting of Hill House, which was also very good. Like, there were some things that I didn't quite love, but overall, like, my expectations were very low going into it because all horror films are typically not that great, Um, or at least I'm really picky, and I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I think it was nice since it was a series, it kind of had a chance to flesh everything out. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of jump scares, which I know are kind of cheap, but there were some very good monsters. This was one motherfucker who's like a floating, weird bowler hat dude, and he just like pulls himself along with his cane, but he doesn't move his feet, and I hate it. That sounds like crawling. Yeah, it was, it's like, it's not crawling because he's way up in the air, but it's still really bad. That neck lady also frightened me. Yeah, it was just, it was good overall. I felt like the first half was stronger, but I've seen some people say that they really prefer the second half. So I don't know. It also has like a million actresses that you've seen somewhere, but you don't exactly remember why. I realized the dad, the old dad from like the flashbacks is, I think he's Elliot from E.T. Henry Thomas or whatever his name is. Harry Thomas. E.T. Oh, no. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Also, I went on a tangent last time, so this is the abridged version, but he has blue contacts as, like, the younger version of himself, I guess, because maybe they cast the older guy first or something, and he has blue eyes, and the contacts are shit. They're the worst. And I know the colored contacts can look good, because I definitely follow... Um, these sisters who do makeup tutorials and stuff on YouTube named Sonia and Celia, and they're twins, and they have naturally, like, super dark brown eyes, and when I first saw them, they had green eyes, and it's literally colored contacts that look super natural. So I'm like, they exist out in the world, and you have this huge budget, and you can't find fucking contacts that don't look like weird marbles that you, like, taped onto someone's eyeballs. It looks really bad. I was disappointed with that a lot. His pupils never changed size and also were in the wrong direction so many times. Oh, no. It really kind of takes you out of the moment. It really does, because you're like, what the fuck is happening? But it's good. I would say, I don't know if I'm going to rewatch it anytime soon just because it was a lot all at once. Um, but I was reading an interview with one of the director guys, and they were talking about how... They tried to hide, like, like something like 10, like a kind of a crazy number of ghosts, like, in each episode, like, in background shots that don't move or do anything. Like, they're just in the backgrounds of shots. Apparently, they were like, I haven't seen anyone talking about them or mentioning them, so I'm guessing we hit them pretty good. But they were like, just, you know, watch. Sometimes they're, like, in a window or underneath the piano or... Or whatever. Oh, so. my God. <laughs> That's terrifying. What so. the hell? Know, like so. hidden in plain sight? Kind of thing. Yeah, because you're just focusing on something else. Well, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. Also kind of nerdy thing, but I think it's the sixth episode, the Two Storms episode, that like is just four different tracking shots, like yeah. uninterrupted. And those are just, it's crazy to me because that means they had to do it in one shot. So everyone had to have their lines all done, and it's just them, like, moving through one set. Gotta be on. Everybody's gotta be on. That one was less scary and more just very impressive. Yeah. Am I allowed to watch it? Yeah, you can watch it. Well, I'm not going to, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, there is some crawling in it, so you're not allowed to watch that part. All scary movies have crawling now. (laughs) I would say for that one, just trigger warning, there is some suicide stuff, and there is some animal death. So yeah. if you are worried about those things, you can look up more specific stuff because I don't want to, like, spoil anything in it. But if that's the kind of stuff that you, you're totally cool with horror, but you don't like seeing animals die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, they don't die in, like, a super grotesque way, but it's still not fun. And, I mean, the thing that helped me is they didn't look real. Like, they looked pretty fake. They looked, like, animatronic. Mm-hmm. So that... That helped me not be so upset by it, personally. Yeah, Haunting of Hill House. It's on Netflix. It's very good. Um, last week, me and Mark watched the movie Mandy, which is a weirdo Nicolas Cage 
arty horror revenge film. I don't know, like there's demons, there's weird cults, there's a tiger, there's a chainsaw fight. It's got a lady, the ti- t- the titular lady, Mandy, is kind of like the opposite of a manic pixie dream girl where she's like a... Gloomy, gothic, <laughs> danger babe. babe. Yeah, kind of thing. So if that's your jam, um, she's in there. It does have a penis in the movie. There's boobies too, but for some reason I was more thrown off by the penis. The paninas? So, the paninas. Wieners will throw you off every time. I just never expect them to fully show... You know, and then there it a is, penis, and then it's whoop, there it is. <laughs> and every time, I swear, it's always like the a penis you don't want to see. It's oh. not like it's some actor that you're like, oh man, you know, I'm just curious. It's whatever. It's always like some gross ass dude, and they're like, time to time to show his dick, and it's like, thank you so mm-hmm. much. I definitely wanted to see that. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent of a man on a train showing his dick to me. So thank you for that, you stupid asshole. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. But the movie itself, despite being kind of over-the-top gory, like, it's violent, but some of the time, like, I would say the violence is so over-the-top that it doesn't even really bother me that much. Like, it's just excessive to the point that I'm like, okay, obviously it's not real. It's, It's goofy or whatever. But it's a really pretty movie. It's very, like, they went heavy on the filters and the psychedelic look to it or whatever. So it's a cool movie. It's The plot doesn't really make any sense. If you don't care about that and you just want to watch something weird and kind of spooky and you can deal with Nicolas Cage. I mean, that's the real honest drawback <laughs> of the movie. Is that Nicolas Cage? Mm-hmm. Uh, Shree knows what I'm talking about. She just nodded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm unfortunately plagued by Nick Cage, but <laughs> yeah, thanks to some of our coworkers, yeah. got of him with his face all over it. I didn't know he was still being hired. So, <laughs> well, this is the performance of a lifetime. Yeah, Nick yeah. Cage as Nick Cage <laughs> pretending to be someone as Nick Cage. How about you, Sheree? Um, I mean, I really uh. Said this in the last one. But then when that got scrapped, I went out, retried it, and I still believe that the rats, <laughs> cats, and bats for the sour trolley worms are the best things ever. Eat them. Way better than the normal trolley it worms. It punches you right in the tongue with sour heaven. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Salivating. <laughs> Which one is your favorite? The cats, the rats, or the bats? I'm a bat fan. Yeah. I like the black cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would. You would. (laughs) They are A+. I tried them twice because I didn't believe myself the first time. I ate a whole bag that night. Me too. And afterwards, I was like, what's wrong with me? I ate all but three, acting real cute. I was just like, God, look at your (laughs) (laughs) self-control. I'm going to save these for later. It was. Are they like the yellow flavor? No. Actually, they're not the best ones because I I just grab randomly, but I think it was like green and orange left. Mm, Okay. Yeah, those aren't bad. They're Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Pumpkin. Pumpkins and slime. Pumpkin, rats, cats, and bats. They're so good. I would recommend like a scary movie if I ever watched scary movies or read scary books. I guess some of the books I read are kind of scary. But they're like fantasy. So. Anna Dress and Blood's a great book. Let's throw that out there. Mm. Who wrote that? Kendari Blake. I love her. There you go. You did it. You recommended something. Look at me. It's about this girl who kills people. She's a ghost and she kills people. Mm. And this one guy has to go. He like hunts like poltergeists. Do they fall in love? Of course they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well then, sign me up. Uh, why do you think I love it so much? What's it called again? Anna Dress in Blood. Kendara Blake. She's amazing. I love everything she writes. She's awesome. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Is it going to do it for us? This week. It's done it for me. I'm not done. I don't know about I'm never these done. two. I'll I'm, be back. I'm cutting you both off. We are finishing. We are wrapping it up. I'm going to tell everyone where to find us. This isn't the last you've heard from me. Don't you worry. I'm going to bound and gag Cherie and throw her out of this room. Yeah, you like you could throw me. I would try. <laughs> She's going to do her darndest. Yeah. 
Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Both of our handles are Ghost Emoji Show. So feel free to follow there. We'll post photos and stuff like that that are relevant to the episode. We like to post if there's going to be any hiccups and scheduling or extra stuff. Whatever, you know, like this week. It happens. Mm-hmm. But it sounded like our recording was haunted. It did. There was there was problems and it was unlistenable oh, and terrifying. I just stopped myself in the face. Yeah, is that haunted recording coming back to get you? <laughs> so, but thank y'all again for waiting to uh, waiting for the new episode. We don't like to be late, but sometimes stuff happens, so we deal with it and we re-record. And now we are here. When you're here, your family. Is that Olive Garden? It's Post Malone now. <laughs> oh no! God, <laughs> he took Jimmy Fallon there, and Jimmy Fallon's like, "I bought their slogan from them." I doubt that's true, but he's like, "I'm giving it to you as a birthday present," and signed it over to Post Malone. So now he owns when you're here, your family. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. If you want to be our family, you can email us at ghostemojipodcast at gmail dot com to say hello or share your scary family stories with us. We're family now. I think Taylor's done with me. I'm not done with I will never be done She's with She's tolerating me. Even when we're sharing a cloud in heaven. <laughs> I want my own cloud. No! That was a line from King of the Hill. But I'm bum. Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> you got it. I did it! <laughs> so, thank you again um, for listening. We are on iTunes. We're on Podbean, Google Play. Probably other podcatchers, wherever you want to listen to them. Please uh, subscribe. Leave a happy review. A nice, shining five-star review. We always love them. Mm-hmm. Leave and a little diamond ring in our ma- our mashed potatoes. Please. <laughs> yeah, leave leave us a, a big, shiny diamond ring. Mm-hmm. Bigger the better. Please. <laughs> Gobble it up. Rip up my esophagus. <laughs> and then my ass. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Until next time. Always remember to say goodbye. Adios. Goodbye. Bye, I guess. No, bye.